Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, March 30, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The market is doing the thing that we discussed. End of week is tomorrow. It's the end of the month of March. It's the end of the first quarter. Are they jamming them up in a melt-up operation right through the end of the quarter? Well, that's pretty much what happened already. Can they get any higher? The answer is they can. Why not? The question is, will they get higher? That's what we're going to discuss here first off on the daily chart. Let's take a look at where they are, why they stopped where they stopped today, and what some more upside potential could be if they have a further melt-up jam session into the end of the month, maybe even into the first part of April. We're going to call this garden variety stuff. You have a breakdown candle high. That high comes in right around 404.67, I believe. Now, the high today was not quite there, but close enough. It was at 404.35. So what we can say is that they ran a test of a breakdown candle high, but they have yet to be rejected, doesn't mean they can't continue tomorrow, doesn't mean they can't get above it tomorrow. The way I look at things, the way we look at things in the live room and inside the numbers is, first time, best time, they were up there early in the morning, they came up a few pennies short of my preferred number, if you will, it's a give or take, we'll see it in the notes in a few moments, and they pulled back. Another point of interest, and we discussed this in the live room too, is when they pull back, and this was before they pulled back, if they get below the current low of day, which they were above at the time, they may not fill the gap today. They may come up short. And why do they do that? Because there's two factions of traders that they're able to screw over when they do that. The faction of traders that are short looking to exit at the gap, and the faction of traders that are waiting to buy at the gap. So when they come up short, they screw both parties over. Remember, the market's job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. Here's a snapshot of a 15-minute chart. Here's your gap down here. They came close, but they went back up. They did the screw-over routine. And here's another question. Why would I discuss something like that in the live room when they're close to a gap? Why would I say they're going to come up short? Because they do the same shit over and over and over again. All you have to do is watch the charts and mentally log in what they actually do all the time. Doesn't mean they won't come down and fill the gap. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But on a light volume melt-up operation, which we're in the midst of, you kind of open your toolbox to that shelf and say, what do we have in a light volume melt-up operation? We have, they come up short of stuff on the downside. They can't get lower. They can't fill the gap. They end up getting what we call a rescue operation, trading 101. Now, maybe it's not 101. Maybe it's more like 301. Let's discuss both sides. Let's be the umpire calling balls and strikes. Let's say tomorrow they get above this high here, which is 404.67. Maybe they gap above it like they've done the last couple of days, or maybe they simply trade through it. Either way, what happens if? What happens if they get above that place? 
Well, from an intraday perspective, we'll have other numbers, meaning inside the number members will have other numbers. But from a big picture perspective, the high here at 407.45 is the next major place. And one thing I want to point out that I think is uber important, I think you're going to need to get out your sticky notes because just above there, above this pivot high here, is unfinished business a gap left open, 408.28 is that place. So if they get above this high, can they spike the high, fill the gap, and have a reaction back down in the other direction? And the answer is, put that one on your sticky note. Another point of interest on this zone up there. Now, not to the penny, a concept. This is what happened. Run with me on this. The market gapped down one day, and it went down and tried to recover from the point in which it broke down and couldn't do it, collapsed further. Now they're coming back one more time to that same breakdown area where there happens to be an open gap slashed unfinished business. Another way to look at the same thing. Then we have this other thing, which is potentially an inverse head and shoulders pattern, left shoulder, head, And this isn't the greatest right shoulder in the book, but I contend that it is valid. They are above. They closed above two days in a row. This could be activated. And the target on this inverse head and shoulders pattern, and we'll use the weekly chart to show you where this one is, it's all the way up here, right around 430, 429. I'm not saying they get there anytime soon. I'm saying that's the target if there is going to be an inverse head and shoulders pattern played out to completion. Now, one more thing on the bull case. Tomorrow is Friday. It's the end of the week. Therefore, the weekly chart's important. It's also the end of the month and quarter. We already know about that. Here's a weekly chart. Breakdown candle high. Same 407.45 from that pivot high on the daily chart. If you close the week above there, unless it's a very quick fake-out operation, there will be energy ultimately released in the upward direction. Write that down, put it on a sticky note, put it on your computer. What about the bear case? What about the flip side? You have some economic data coming out at 8.30 a.m. on a Friday that can move the market, that could jolt the market. First, if they're going to fall back down, they have to first get below this 50-period moving average right around 473 today, That'll move slightly tomorrow. And getting below yesterday's low essentially opens the door back into these moving averages, which also changes the complexion, the complexity, the character of the tape. And if they're doing that, you would then revert to the weekly chart and say, hey, look at that. They ran a test in the vicinity of a weekly chart breakdown candle high, and they were summarily rejected. Close above, bullish get rejected, and they can come back down, doesn't mean they have to do it all in one day. What about inside the numbers? Let's check out what happened this morning. What was the commentary? I think it's worth paying attention to this, because if you're active in the market during the trading day, this is information that you can actually use to your advantage. What was the scope today? What was the layout today? What was the trade? Were we looking for a long trade? Were we looking for a short trade? And why? First, the concept around end of month and quarter is still alive. Overnight crew continues to take care of business. 
on a continued jam session slash melt-up operation. Zero Dark 30 stuff. Last night's video and before, we discussed the place around 404.50. That was the target on this run. If they were going to do this, they got within 15 cents of that today. That kind of counts. And what we're saying here is pushing above 405, if they do, we'll handle that in real time. As you'll see come out later in the notes, that really wasn't my expectation. An early morning spike is one thing. A blow-through is something different that really wasn't necessarily on my mind. I'm aware of it, but it wasn't really in the cards as far as I am concerned. What does a failure look like? Down to the gap, 401.35. And it's one of those when it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's simply a duck. Lack of stocks on the move this morning. There was nothing on the board. We'll just pass over that. Remember, earnings season gets started in April again, and they will come fast and furious we're in now what we call the donut hole. Let's see what else we have as the morning gets underway, but before the opening bell. Again, a little bit itchy. I had to put it on the board early today. What's the deal today? They've done most of the expected upside so far. Remember, they're always headed to a destination. So I want to put in traders' mind what's actually happening. Once reached, a reaction in the other direction is on the table. What was the destination? The breakdown candle high, give or take, 404.50, give or take. Where's that destination? I put a number on the board, 404.45. That's the first place of interest. It's important, magnetic, and overhead resistance. Early on, because they were trading right there by the opening bell, it's a more aggressive short because that's where price already was. They can spike it. It's normal, but not required. Just in case, sir, we have a couple of other numbers up north. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. Now, here's a little more close to the opening bell. No change. 404.45 is the first place of overhead resistance. They can spike it to 405 or slightly above. However, under normal garden variety market conditions, there should be a reaction back down in the other direction. It's a short scalp with potential. Could take a little time. That's 9.17 before the opening bell. We think better in pictures, right of the vertical is today's activity. You can see the high in this candle, 404.35. They did come down. They did give traders the trade. There were plenty of traders in the live room that decided to get in in front. They take the give or take to their advantage when they want to do it. That's up to them. We all know sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. And then they more or less floundered around for the rest of the day. Let's see what else we have. 9.31. 402.50 is support. 404.45 is overhead resistance. In the middle there, it's one or the other. That's going to become the point and apparent as you scroll up in the notes because I wrote that. 402.50 is a zone for a buy and a bounce back opportunity. They ended up creeping into it. They went a little lower, but they did turn around and go back up in the other direction. We don't like the creeping trades. Would have been a lot different had they come into it in this candle, but they didn't. They creeped into it, so it kind of took the trade off the board a little bit. It got a little sour. That was all by 9.31. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. Turned out it was a very slow day, watching paint dry kind of day, not a trader's dream, and we take what Mrs. Market gives us each and every day. We have no choice. 
you'll see 403.50 was important, 402.50 was important, some other numbers that you'll find in here as overhead resistance or support. They were all on the board. The market was just very, very slow today. Traders in the room basically got a short trade, a few got a long trade, and that was pretty much the ball game today. Now, before we move on to Camp IWM, I want to point something out so that we can compare and contrast what I deem as my favorite market-leading indicator, which is the IWM. So look at today's candle in the SPY, where they are on the chart, and what they did or didn't do in relation to this breakdown candle high. They basically hovered there the majority of the day. Little pullback, but they were not really rejected. So put that on a scrap piece of paper for a moment. As compared to what the IWM did, which is run a test of its breakdown candle high, also the 20-period moving average, and we could say here there was more, significantly more of a rejection-type move from up in that neighborhood than a hover. What do we read into that, if anything? Well, we read into it as they ran a test of the breakdown candle high on the daily chart, and they've been rejected, at least from an intraday perspective. That's not bullish. They're in a downtrend below all the moving averages. They simply ran a test. If they turn around tomorrow and close the week above this candle high, that's different. But right now, they ran into resistance. Weekly chart, three weeks in a row down here, can't really get off their ass. Favorite market leading indicator, sticky note. Not scrap paper, sticky note. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, they're working on getting above this range, wherever you want to say that range is. Top end, bottom end, they're at the top end. Are they going to bust through and get above that 100 period moving average? That's this one here, the purple line. If they do, that's bullish. If they're just running a test and the IWM is any indicator, they may have a trip back down south. Transports are my second favorite market leading indicator, A number one, canary in the coal mine. You take a look at the weekly chart and what do you see? You see a failed breakout. They came back down below all the moving averages except the 200 down here and now they're just fighting in this lower area. They have another big breakdown candle contend with right there. They haven't even got up into that yet. This is a weekly chart. If they start pushing higher, they've got some room if they're going to climb any portion of that breakdown candle. How about the Q people? How about relative strength? How about the opposite look from Camp IWM? First close above this former high here, 313.68. That was an important place. They've now closed above it one time. Two times you start to pay attention, back down tomorrow, and it may be a false breakout. Remember, 318.50 up to 323 is a zone that they're likely headed toward it's magnetic, overhead resistance, and important. What about the financials? Totally different case than the Qs or a lot of the other markets. This is in trouble. They're not out of the woods. They really have to recapture 33 to make any hay. Below all the moving averages on the weekly chart, we'll see where they close tomorrow. Do we believe the banking contagion slash crisis is over? Do we leave the important decision-making to the geniuses over at the Fed and other agencies, the folks that couldn't provide adequate supervision for the banks? Do we think they've already rescued the day? Or is there more problems lurking? You know, 
you wake up Monday morning and they've already pulled the rug out and opened the trap door because another 14 banks are failing. I'm not saying that is happening. I'm saying you have to be aware that that can happen. Smash mouth, uptrend. The trend is your friend until she throws your shit out the window. Where is she headed? 265.40. It's been on the board for a long, long time. That's where they're going. We talked about this thing eating time off the clock around the 100 period moving average. They started to break up. That was going to be 20 bucks ago once they get to 265 or more. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.